In this episode of The Fool Nerd, Intel's never forgetting. Oh, what the hell are we going to call this? <laughs> <Doesn't make sense. laughs> I saw that ours memory. headline. It was pretty good. <laughs> In this episode of The Fool Nerd, Intel's memory that never forgets. That's just, that just makes no sense. Because <laughs> what kind of memory would the forget? Elephant, the That'd elephant. be bad. Well, I mean, no, RAM does dump stuff. I know, so. but then it's not really memory now, is it? <laughs> These terms predate us, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's not really memory. Okay. <laughs> In this episode of The Fool Nerd, Optane's D- I can't. What is it? DC pervasive memory? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Intel's memory breakthrough. Yeah, Intel's memory breakthrough. Got it. <laughs> In this episode of The Fool Nerd, Intel's... All right, here we go. In this episode of The Fool Nerd... What the hell am I going to say? See, it's Thursday. It's Intel's the, memory. It's long, just say Intel's long memory. In this episode of The Full Nerd, Intel's new memory finally arrives. And okay. All right. This time is going to work. This time is going to work now. I'm leaving all this in in the podcast. In this episode of The Full Nerd, Intel's obtained memory. That just doesn't deal with that. I can't. I, new memory. I, I think you should just take Brad's suggestion. In the. All right, in this episode of Full Nerd, Intel's new persistent memory arrives, actively cooled HP headset, which I could use right now, and Computex predictions. <laughs> Rusty says 20th time's the charm. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing they can't hear us right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Full Nerd, episode 54. I'm your co-host, Gordon, see, I'm just everything is not working right. Everything. <laughs> Welcome to the episode. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 54. This will all be cut out later. I'm your host, Wrong. Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Jarkus. Hello, Elena Yee. Hi, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray will get us away from this horrible, messed up introduction. Gordon, how excited are you for the NBA Finals starting tonight with your Golden State Warriors? Uh, you know, it's just it's just an honor. To be in the finals. That's all I got to say. I mean, you know, four years in a row, never been done before. And the NBA has, of course, determined this months ago. And now we have uh, <laughs> we've now arrived Perfect. at the decision the uh, the league won in, I guess. So, but uh, The Celtics JV team almost came through and beat LeBron, but couldn't yeah. quite make it. Are I, you I, a Celtics fan, Brad? I'm in the New England area, so not <sighs> hardcore, not rabid, but yes. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I... Not that I'm into conspiracy theories, but it's uh, last year it was bad with all the sweeps, and it's rather convenient that they both ended up going to seven games. Uh-huh. But, it, uh, it makes it uh, pretty pretty interesting to watch. I, I watched both game sevens. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So no, it was good, good stuff. I'm I'm happy. We'll you know go Warriors. But, go you know, by, Warriors. I will say, as a Warriors fan. Anything is possible. Everybody's saying the Warriors are going to absolutely win this. They're pretty stupid. I mean, they've lost and it before. Gotten, so they, they have. They have gotten. I, I do have. think the Warriors will win. I hope they I do. I have faith they will. But at the same time, yeah, anything can happen. Come on. If, yeah. you know, who knows? If there's no interference well, by the league. Yeah, exactly. If That's what I was going to say. If the league determines it to be the case. You yes. Yes. Yeah, so we'll find out. Maybe, but, maybe they'll let LeBron win one last time and he'll retire. You know, I'm just kidding. I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, you don't. I mean, who knows? You don't know. I mean, LeBron is just playing at the next level. The next level performance <sighs> of LeBron James is. I, I'm a long believer that Michael, Michael Jordan will always be the greatest basketball player ever. Mm-hmm. But 
the way LeBron has been playing, if I mean, if he does it, I mean, you got to say, if he actually does beat the Warriors this year, single-handedly, <laughs> if he carries them on their back and defeats the Warriors against all odds, you could argue, yeah, he's he's definitely greater than Michael Jordan. It's a one-man so, show. Even though he won't have as many rings. All right, we, we're going to get back to actually technology talk, though. Even uh, even yeah, bigger, even bigger than 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 both the Cavs and the Warriors facing each other four times in a row. Intel's Optane DC pervasive memory. Did I get that right? I don't even know. Is it pervasive or persistent? Persistent, persistent. memory. Yeah, it's persistent, pervasive. I guess persistent. It's always there. It's kind of similar. Wait, you're a word person, aren't you? What persistent? Persistent pervasive. means like keeping always at it. there. Per- pervasive also means just there. It's just there. Okay, so we could be either persistent and it's persistent and pervasive memory. You know, the, of course, uh, you know the the big deal is they they announced, hey, we got it here. This is basically Octane memory in a DDR4 uh, dim, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I got to hold one in my hand. I don't know if we can splash that up and up, but it let's do it. It looks but, like a you oh, know, no, it looks like a registered dim in a way. So I have a question like, for hand. the rest of us who haven't been keeping up with this. Like, what's the advantage of this over, you know, conventional DDR4 RAM? Well, so the big thing is that so the, the module, if, if uh, Adams can flash that up there again, yes. that is and I had to hold in my hand. They actually had art that they gave us, but I wanted to hold it. That is 512 gigs of Optane memory. Ooh. In a DDR4 module, yes, five hundred and twelve gigs. In a Do you know DDR4 how much module. sixteen gigabytes of DDR4 <laughs> cost these days? Gordon? I was just about to say, is that two thousand dollars in your <laughs> hand right there, Gordon? Probably more than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the price of it, we don't know. Um, uh, that, that, I don't think anyone does. But I mean, you know, we we're at, at this point for us, you know, we're called you know client computing, desktop computers, laptops. We can only sort of see in the abstract. It's not going to be here immediately. Sure. But the cool thing is, so they they take Optane, which as we know is is not NAND. It's this next you know next level stuff. You know, three D cross point that they developed with uh, Micron and Intel jointly developed. And it is a memory that never forgets, right? So it's storage. It's storage, but, you know, they've always said since the beginning that this is a thousand times faster than, than the NAND at the, at the time when they announced it. So it basically is between what the performance that you can get out of, you know, DRAM and what you can get out of an NAND. So uh, it's really the hard, the, the brain bender for us because we have lived in this world on the PC forever you boot up to a hard drive. Well, way back then, you used to boot up to your 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 floppy. I mean, some of us said, "Go back." You booted up to your 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 tape, right? You booted the tape, then the floppy <laughs> to hard drive, uh, and now, of course, we boot the SSDs. Uh, one day, you would be able to boot directly to Optane, right? In a in a in a memory slot, or and honestly, who knows what it'll go into next? But right now, they're putting it into a DDR4 slot. You'll be able to boot so, into this, and the thing is, you're, just, you're not even really booting into it because you're basically turning on your computer, and everything was as you left it before. If I, if I sort of see where where the where the winds of computing are going with this, so this is a hybrid then between conventional RAM and conventional storage. It is. It is not. So it's not like some kind of weird, you know, caching or everything. And this is just basically uh, obtained in in a dim slot that 
you can basically use as storage, or it can also be used to expand RAM, as I understand it. On the data center side, they're using to expand RAM. Uh, one really cool thing they did is they, they had two identical servers. One of them had maybe 192 gigs of RAM. The other one had, they didn't say how much RAM there was, but the other one had uh, one terabyte of Optane DIMM, so like four of these, right? I'm going to guess a lot less memory. And then they rebooted a, a database. So I, I don't remember what exactly which database it was. The The Optane system uh, booted, restarted that database in 16.9 seconds. And the one with 192 gigs of RAM and NVMe storage, it took uh, 2,100 seconds to restart that database. Wow. Because whew, think about it, because it, it's right now sort of we think like, you turn on your computer, you take everything on the hard drive or SSD, take what you need, you, you put it into memory, right? So it's active, you shut it off, or you put it in standby. At some point, with Optane, because it's always hot, it's always there, it never forgets, it doesn't need power, you, you really never have to sort of reboot or restart Wait, are you saying it doesn't again. need power? Like, you could pull the power plug from the wall and it would Yeah, still... so this is, not, this is not a RAM disk, right? This is, this is like a NAND. It's, it's huh. like Optane that we've seen already in PCIe and, and M.2 and even, you know. Wow. Uh, it basically is, it's storage that, right, used right now, we see is used as storage. Optane memory, you use as memory. Right, so it can give you basically your system, obviously a server, a terabyte of, of RAM easily, right? Nice. Mm. So, so 3DX point in Optane has always been kind of like a mixture of RAM and storage, right? And so the first SSDs that we got were really fast SSDs, and this is kind of it seems like it's taking it from the other direction. Yeah, and I'm trying to. Of course, I can't open. Oh, here we go. Uh, so, well, real quick, uh, Rusty's asking. Um, Rusty over on YouTube is asking: Is the clock speed uh, under wraps? What about CAS latency stuff like that? Well, uh, how much I don't should think, they get into it. I don't think the. I don't think CAS latency would apply necessarily. Uh, actual clock speeds of the DIMMs are also not disclosed. Pricing's not disclosed. A lot of things are not disclosed. The only thing they did say. Because, you know, uh, it was running on, on uh, basically a Cascade Lake system. So it was a Cascade Lake. Oh. So next generation Xeon, right? So next generation Xeon will have support for this. And they're saying it's just standard, you know, DDR4 slot. There's nothing special. It's not like we, you create a motherboard, you have, you know, four slots for Optane. This is like you have four slots. You put in your Optane memory and you, hmm. it's... And there's for servers, there's a lot of re-architecting, and they they got into a lot of the long hair stuff that was, you know, obviously it was hard to stay awake for me because not really applying to client, but it's going to take a rethinking of of how we treat computing in a lot of ways. This is really this is really a big deal. I know some people are kind of throwing shade at it, but Optane is we're stepping through a door, and you're going to remember today as we go through that door, like wow, it's amazing that we used to operate. We used to boot to, you know, tape drives. <laughs> I mean, it's going to feel like that, I sort of think, because you're going to take your laptop in five years or 10 years, who knows how long it'll take to get to consumers, and you just turn it on. It's just basically always in standby, almost in a way. Huh. But in a standby that doesn't use any power. And actually, one of the interesting things that came up were discussions like, well, Today, if you have a security problem or you have a problem with an application or from memory leak, you, you just reboot or you restart right. it. With Optane, it's just always persistent. It never goes that away. That was my first what do question. You, what do you do, right? They're like, yeah, there's... 
there's things that have to be addressed. Right? IT support around the world can no longer say, have you rebooted? Yeah, yeah, I can't reboot. It's an opt-in system. Just reboot, sir. Well, you reset your DSL modem. Turn it off for five minutes. Oh, okay, well, how does that help my problem with my computer crashing? I don't know. I got to go, I gotta go <laughs> refill my coffee. That's why. That's why. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's really going to be some next level, you know, brain bending stuff with, you know, where this eventually plays out. I'm, I'm guessing. Who knows if we're going to get there? Obviously, nothing's a given, right? Warriors may not win. Probably going to win. <laughs> Optane, I think, is probably going to go places. Oh, they actually do call it persistent memory, not pervasive. Well, and it's actually, uh, our, our boss, John Phillips, uh, was in the YouTube chat. He's saying uh, persistent equals uh, continuing to exist or endure over a pro- prolonged period. And pervasive is spreading widely throughout an area or a group of people. Ah, right. Yes. Thank you. According to John. <laughs> so it is in, yes. So Optane DC persistent memory is what they're calling it. Yeah. And that's the, the big difference. I don't think we've said it out loud is today's memory basically gets flushed every time you cut off the system. Right. That's right. why yeah. persistent is such a big deal. Well, and does the DC refer to like AC, DC? Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was a power. Gun. No, no, no. It's <laughs> data center. I mean, clearly the 512 gig Optane DIM is not going to be in a desktop system got it, got in, in two months kind of thing. I don't know. Of course, who knows? Maybe they'll blow us away at Compitex. Oh, bam, yeah. Because, you know, it's going to, it will show up in next generation. Xeon, um, Pearly, the Pearly platform, I think they're calling it, and Cascade Lake. And for We do know that they take those chips, pick the best of the best, and then they relabel them as Core X. Right? Nice. I think it's a really interesting counter, not to get too far into the data center things, to uh, AMD's Epic uh, processors, because this is going to be exclusive to next-gen Xeon, like you said. So right. that could be a big selling point mm. for Intel, mm. their entire platform, not just the cost of the chip itself. Right. If this is something you're Amazon or you're Google or Facebook, and you can only get Optane DC, and it really does make a huge difference if, yeah. in your performance of your databases, then, yeah, this is going to be a pretty big, you know, performance advantage for Intel. And this is something that people have been asking for a long time because Intel's been saying we're going to have Optane and DIMMs. But we're like, well, how is that? Uh, well, are you going to follow a standard? And Intel's like, yeah, well, you'll need Xeon for that. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> they ain't going to do this to help anybody else, I, I imagine, right? So mm-hmm. huh. I don't know. Yeah, and it, it really could be a huge performance advantage for Intel down the road because we are sort of at that point where do you really need more cores? Do you need higher clock speed? Or if you could get mm-hmm. like a system that's been re-architected to, to basically never need to be rebooted, this basically always on with, you know, with a terabyte of RAM in it, you know, RAM, storage, whatever you want to call it. You, <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard to buy somebody else's parts. If yep. it's as amazing as it turns out to possibly be. Possibly, of course. Cool. So, yeah, it sounds like it'll be quite a few years before this comes to consumer stuff. But, I mean, this would be so amazing when it does, if it works as intended. Like yeah. I said, it's always in connected standby, basically, or whatever. So, Yeah, yeah. And there, there's just a lot of different... The ramifications of this have not been figured out by everybody yet. So, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of that always on, always connected thing, it'll be interesting to see if this does d- come down to consumers, how that takes the whole initiative that, like, was it Microsoft or Qualcomm that's been pushing on the ARM side? Like, that might just obliterate that whole side of things. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> if I that think, doesn't die on its eh. own. <laughs> <laughs> I think I Windows know. 10S and stuff might have already obliterated. <laughs> right, but I mean, was it like Mark just uh, reviewed that Nova Go, which is potentially, yeah. unfortunately named, yeah. uh, laptop, <laughs> where it's like, great battery life, performance, eh. Yeah. No, it's not. And I've, I've tried it as well. I have an ARM tablet. I'm still in the process of reviewing it. The performance is really weird. Huh. Really, it's it's weird because it's just perfectly fine, and then just like it's really just you. I mean, there's times when you go like, and I'll say it really does feel like a Core M class machine, right? Which honestly, most of us for what you do every day, you don't notice. And then sometimes it'll feel like it's half of an Atom CPU, half, half of an Atom with one gig of RAM. It just, it just gets, yeah, it just because <laughs> you hit a lot of unoptimized code. Um, Even, and the thing is the tablet I'm using is an HP tablet. It, uh, it, it does, I'm only using it in 10S mode. So only Windows Store apps, which I sort of thought would like, oh, that means these are, bit, you know, these are going to work with this ARM part. And it's like, no, like Slack from the Windows Store it's just absolutely horrible. The experience, the experience is just like, it'll just like, where's the, why, why is that window just waiting to pop up? And it's just kind of like, it's just like. Slow yeah, open. There's times when it's just bad. And sometimes it's like, oh, this is perfectly fine. And actually it's really good, like surprisingly good to just horrible, right? I mean, I, and I use an Atom tablet. I, I understand what you get out of an Atom tablet. I accept that. But this is like slower than an Atom tablet sometimes. Hmm. So. Keep saying Adam, and I think you're talking about me. Yeah, uh, no, it's not. But I mean, I I don't know that whole like always on thing. Do you guys even care, guys and gals? Sorry, I love it on uh, my PlayStation Four when I you know I can put it into sleep, you know, and then it wakes right up and I'm playing a game. You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just baiting him, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I. But you know, I I that I. You know, like I don't know. I to me, turning on my laptop and like, oh, I don't have to download. Um, mail, that's whoop-de-doo, I don't care. That's not a big deal to me. I think, honestly, the grand scheme of things, uh, if Optane does play out without it being screwed up, and yeah, there's a lot of things stacked up against it. You can have, you have to have OS support for it. A lot of things have to really rethink about, like, this whole thing, like yeah, <laughs> your desktop PC could have 512 gigs of, of memory that never that's always yeah. persistent. It sounds appealing, especially if you're coming at it from a laptop perspective. Um, my only real concern with it is that first question you brought up, like what are the security implications? What, yeah. is, what is the like troubleshooting implications of all of it? Yeah, and um, I, I will say on the data center part, it, it is everything written to the DIM is encrypted. So it's just key management, they were saying. So it's very easy to erase it all. If you need to, um, mm. but you know, yeah, you have to, the OS then has to go like, well, what do we do about this program that has a memory leak? Do you, do you, it doesn't, you don't restart the program because it won't go away. And you know, so there's a lot of thinking and think about how long that's going to take in the desktop. We can't even get yep. like games that use more than two threads. right? <laughs> so, it just feels like it's going to be 10 years away. Like 20, it's cool though. Years. It's cool that it's happening. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it needs a first step. Right. I mean, this is probably what people thought, like, oh, my God, really? Booting to a hard drive? I've been booting to floppies this whole time. This is going to be amazing. It was. It was quite a jump. <laughs> but even then, it was sort of the same thing. It was just, although it did give you a ton more storage, it was just faster. 
more convenient. This way is... more convenient. I remember having to sit there and trade floppy disks constantly. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it's just funny. Like you had to like boot up to the floppy and then switch out to yeah. the second floppy, uh-huh. and then it would sometimes want the operating system floppy. So yeah. You'd have to... <laughs> Well, just craziness. A uh, small fluffy rodent uh, on Twitch says, reminds me of Apple, the Apple lie, which was instant on. Wow, I'm old. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I, I, I don't remember either. Um, on. Was it with the, the Newton? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but we should probably move on since we have a lot of stuff oh, yes. to talk yes. about in the Computex prediction and times of running. So, quick oh, one. but the second one is, yeah. right? A little quick yeah. headset yeah. news. Yeah, so the big news is the, the HP... God, I can't remember. Mindframe is what they're calling it. It's basically headset with active cooling. It's got Peltier coolers in both ear cups, and they cool off your ears. Did you try it? As I'm sitting no. here sweating into my beard, I like that idea a lot. I know, right? It's just kind of like, this is like a really great idea. I'm more. They had like a new laptop announcement. It's like, I don't care about that. It's like the, head, the headsets are like, so what do you want to know about? Like, that's not, you're solving a, a problem that everybody has, which is, you know, warm ears, right? So everybody always has to Did keep trying try different it? headsets and switching out. No, I, and Melissa actually tried it. She said, yeah, it actually, it, it actually cooled off your ears. So... Uh, you could turn it on and off in the you know control center in the software, so it's not like you're going to like ice up your ears or anything. Are they wired then for a continual power? Yeah, the USB two. So I don't imagine you know because so Peltier coolers you know it it cools or heats on electric charge. The same kind of stuff is used in those pathetic little you know six pack coolers that everybody buys. That you can think, oh, this is going to be awesome. This thing sucks. Yeah, it's like it just cooled at like five degrees, right? So they don't get extreme. In those cases, because you really do, it is it is energy inefficient. It's been used in the PC plenty of times. It's been used as you know uh, CPU coolers, combination with liquid coolers, and all kinds of crazy things. It never really has caught them because there's a power cost. Um, but the fact that they're running it over just USB two tells me it's probably just a fairly minimal amount of cooling. But that's just enough. And, you can get you know, and you don't cups. need to get very cool for your ear. Yeah, you don't need that much, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I saw that, and I. The first thing I thought was, oh, man, if it's capable, if that technology is capable of doing both hot and cold, it would be really neat if those <laughs> headphones could do both hot and cold. Because I have the opposite problem in the winter. I'm oh, I thought you want, like, one cold, one hot? <laughs> <laughs> it, needs, it needs to get an API so the games can give you temperature settings in games so you're playing, like, the long dark. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. You, you really... I don't really get sweaty with, like, over-the-ear cans. Really? No. That's interesting. I mean, I, I don't I, sweat that much. Well, I, I sweat a lot, uh, and the the closed ones like these. I mean, the, these are pretty. I mean, they're not cheap, but they're pretty standard. Uh, you know, studio cans that we're all using here. Uh, but I have a pair of uh, seven hundred dollar mastering ones, and oh. like the the between the padding and the open air design, like it actually, I can wear those forever, and yeah, I don't have any problem. But I think most gaming ones are you know usually sealed up and, yeah. and have you yeah. know the the padding and yeah. stuff. So. It's it's just yeah. a different beast, you know. I get warm with the gaming ones. I just don't really sweat like a ton where it's like, ooh, I gotta take these off. <laughs> I mean, like these these are Sony. I don't know what these are, but they, they're like really uncomfortable at this point because I've had them on for forty minutes now. So it really it starts to get just like, you just want to pull them off and get some air to your your ears. For me, I oh no, I haven't had that problem. But you know, I it's, <laughs> the thing is, it's not it's not everyone because and of course everybody's different. Every every person's body is different. Every right. headset is different. Like I run a pair of Creative uh, headsets, and and I, the reason why is because I can wear them for hours. 
and they don't really get my ears hot. These Sonys, I don't know what's up with them, but they're I think it's the pleather. It doesn't breathe. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube, Cannon Wright says uh, he's been using headsets with two cans of beer attached to his ears. <laughs> so, that know, could work. He's got no problem. <laughs> That's you... kind of my solution when I'm doing an extended gaming session. I just keep drinking beer as fast as possible. There you go. So kind of, you know, offset. <laughs> well, you know, ears are where it helps. That's one of the main radiators of heat in your body, right? Yeah. So that's where a lot of heat comes out. Um, do you think this might kick off a... Uh, <laughs> a cooling war if like this is like a oh my god hp's on or something like then like cooler master and everybody else I mean, like we're gonna come up with headsets with cooling wait, too popular, did, did you, see you said, they, said they uh uh patent protected it didn't you yeah they i i don't i would imagine it would be a patent on a peltier cooler but doesn't mean you can't put you know air cooler on there could be just like heat sinks <laughs> and like fan. an active fan <laughs> and then heat pipes you can have direct contact heat pipes did you mention the price is yeah, there what's ask. the premium for this there is no price announced uh, availability uh-huh. i think later this year possibly mm. august but no price is announced i mean i, I think that i mean less than obtained like i don't think a, a lot of people <laughs> dump a lot of money into their gaming headsets even though they should really on, no. on the disagree Adam. there's stuff at the high end i mean astros are 300 and people buy those yeah i mean it I don't, but there's always that joke of the uh the astros you know more people give them away than buy them you know like uh, i actually don't think yeah a lot of i i personally have never seen a ton of people buying high Astro, end stuff it's still you know. series Console well, gamers and, buy them Adam. Well, yeah, right. Well, uh, but I mean, look, look at that. What, what is the the Cloud Nine um, or not, the HyperX, HyperX yeah. Cloud? I mean, that, it's a budget line and it's super popular. You know? But that's because at the time they were one of the first to come out at that hundred dollar price point and give you such quality. Yeah. But the thing is, is that when you go up in the price range, you're you're getting features you wouldn't at hundred dollars, like wireless. Yeah. Or better well, I, I, I'm just saying. I, yeah, I'm just saying that doesn't mean people are buying them though. I I, I think no, people they are. are. They would stop. They would not keep manufacturing them if people weren't buying them they not they might not manufacture them in as large quantity yeah. as the budget ones but they're they're still selling them yeah, I'd, yeah I'd they're still coming out with kicked <laughs> off uh you know imitators because look at like uh logitech's wireless mouse pad mm-hmm. that came out and within months you had rivals from razor and other companies so when something really cool comes out if it's successful then yeah the rest follows yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested in trying them because I'm gonna guess, yeah, me too. I'm gonna guess they're gonna fall in like the 200 range. <laughs> I uh, think so. I, think I was I was looking at their prices of their other peripherals. You had they were also announcing a mouse and a mechanical keyboard and stuff, and those right. were a little bit on the pricey range, pricier than what you'd normally expect from HP, I guess. So I wouldn't be surprised if the headsets cost a decent chunk of change. Well, yeah. they, and they had good hooks on all of them. Um, I'll mention their keyboard and mouse too. The keyboard, a uh, big deal was they had optical mechanical switches. I mean, there have been keyboards with optical mechanical switches before, but this they did use some, not just a bunch of cherries or, or other knockoffs. And then for the mouse, it had the optical switches as well, but the cable is wrapped in aluminum. And the idea they're saying is it will it will keep the mouse flat. So it has a aluminum. It's basically wrapped in, you know, it looks like a, I don't know, like a, like not, we've seen a braided look mm-hmm. before, but this looks more like, I don't know, like what you might see in one of those little flexible, you know, mouse fans that, but they say me, it'll keep the cable flat. The cooling headset hmm. seems like a solution to a problem that I didn't realize 
I needed, <laughs> but an aluminum mouse cord to keep the mouse flat kind of seems like a solution in search of a problem. Well, to keep the to keep the cable, you know how when you're playing and the the cable just kind of gets crazy and gets, yeah. gets caught and stuff. This this keeps it flat. Uh, what I'm afraid of is the drag it'll create, you know, because yeah, right, that'd right? make it more tense. I would think it would kind of. It feels like yeah, it would make it harder. It mm. would slow you down, and you, as we know, we're all, you know, LeBron James level of, um, you know. Pro gamers, so that we gotta, we can't have that happen. Um, yeah, I know. Definitely, the the headsets are like, wow, this is like, I can't wait for it. That's like the most exciting <laughs> thing. Running up the copy text. It's just one of the small things in life. Well, uh, Manrique is uh, saying, uh, you know, what, what if somebody came up with a, a nice air cooled uh, mouse pad? You know, so you, you get the padding on 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 your hand, then on your head. And you, you know, just need a yeah. gaming chair that yeah, cools as right. well to complete the... Thermaltake uh, has one set. of those with a fan in it. Oh, like, that The mouse pad? So weird. No, no a, a, a gaming chair. <laughs> so it, like, blows your farts back at you. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking this morning, like, I I wouldn't... Like, if you had a, a chair, because, you know, you sit in it, your butt gets sweaty and hot. If, if you could have it cool down... Right, that's, that's not thermal takes got you covered. I like, <laughs> you were, yeah. I'm just trying to think of like what's the longest gaming session you've ever done? Probably, I've probably done five hours at a time, six oh. hours once, like eight, eight hours. I've done, I've, eight, yeah. ten. I've done 18 hour land sessions before. Oh, yeah, but you get up <laughs> for that, right? I would you would you go for the cooled chair? Uh, I don't like the idea of plugging my chair in. <laughs> well, it may be wireless. It would roll around on the pad, and it would have conductors, inductive charging through the wheels. Of the, of well, the... yeah, I'd be interested in that then. <laughs> or it could just have a battery. You just swap the battery out, no? <laughs> eh, the chair doesn't bother me so much. Or the you know what? Does. The chair, what they could do is it could have um, <laughs> it could have a pole that goes up and then a bent wire. And then you just have this grid above it, and it gets power. Oh, you know, like you a go. bumper car, and then the, your floor is electrified. <laughs> this sounds a little more dangerous. <laughs> Those bumper cars are just like, why is this thing going this direction? Right? It never like it never actually steers correctly. It's always like, okay, <laughs> Compu checks. I yeah, Compu. I, I now I'm gonna hope that there will be more exciting news out of Compu Besides HP's cold headset. I think that's a perfect uh, moment to segue then. Yes. What, yes. Are, what predictions do we all have? Dun, dun, dun. Who's going first? Brad? Or we'll go right to left? Left to right? Well, we were all looking at Brad first, so I guess he's right, in the hot Brad. seat. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Because <laughs> he doesn't have an actively cooled thermal take uh, chair. That's why. On the hot seat. I've got, I've, I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff, actually. Uh... I think we'll see new motherboards, high-end motherboards, Z390 from Intel and X490 from AMD. Mostly okay. because they've been rumored and leaked for months and months. Now. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a tough one. Nice. All right, what I else? Don't, I don't think we'll see a new NVIDIA graphics card announced at Computex. Because mm. I just don't think the timing's quite right there. I think it'll be later, maybe at E3, maybe later this summer. I would love to see more news on G-Sync HDR displays because the first one, the Acer Predator X27, is launching tomorrow. And the Asus one is launching sometime later this month. Those are the 4K, 144 hertz HDR panels. <clears throat> Last year, they also announced ultra-wide versions of those, and they just kind of also quietly got delayed. I would love if now that 
G-Sync HDR is actually shipping tomorrow, that we hear updates on where the ultra-wides are coming. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe we'll see them in notebooks. That'd be cool. Oh. Etc. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Rusty on YouTube is uh, disagreeing with you. He thinks there will be a new graphics card, the all-new NVIDIA GeForce GTX 7 gig 1070. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't put it I would not be surprised. <laughs> and that's possible, right? And there's some weird aren't there some weird like 5 gig 1060s out of China? Well, specifically yeah. for China that everybody got confused by. So stuff like that. That kind of stuff tends to happen more in the low end. Yeah. <laughs> they have to clear yeah, out. Yeah, I'm hoping to hear a lot more about G Sync HDR. Okay. Um, I'm not confident that we will, but that's the thing that, aside from self-cooling headsets, that's what I'm really interested in maybe hearing about at Computex. How about y'all? I got more, but I don't want to hog it. All right, so if we're going right to left, uh, my guess is we're going to see an 8-core Coffee Lake part. I'm going to hope. Who knows? Uh, but I think it makes sense. Um, and, of course, we know nothing. We have not been briefed or anything, so we're not breaking any embargoes or anything. I do think uh, the timing is right for AMD to start hyping Threadripper 2nd Gen. So I think that'll be a big deal there at Computex. And as far as GPU news, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm sort of with you, Brad. I don't think NVIDIA will do a new graphics card. But at the same time, you just can't predict what Jensen's going to do, right? It, it does yeah. feel like they've been sitting on these parts forever, and you could just it could just be like, hey, you know, uh, once you he goes out to his distance, says, can you get me a pastrami sandwich? Okay, <laughs> or what do you want on there? Uh, some mustard, and all the way, let's let's launch eleven eighty at Copy Tax. Like, what? <laughs> We're not ready. Wait, just do it anyway. You just don't know because it's like, damn. <laughs> I would love it. I would love to be wrong on that. And it would make a lot of sense because they are launching that G-Sync HDR monitor tomorrow. And nothing that's around today can drive that. I mean, do you think it would be a thing where they would actually launch it at Computex or more of announce at Computex and then actually launch during E3, which is gaming based? I don't think either of those are going to happen. Right. Really, I see. I, I do think that they are driven crazy by the leaks. The leaks have been crazy, so it almost feels like there's been a, a campaign of disinformation because we've heard launches here, 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 six different architecture names. So they're just kind of like six different architecture names, three different launch dates. We're just going to pick a random one. In fact, the only way to keep it secret is the only person who knows is Jensen. So nobody else knows, so they can't leak anything. So only he knows. So it's just like bam. All right, that's my. Those are my. I, crazy I want to circle words. back to some of the chip stuff you talked about, though, because uh, over the past twenty-four hours, there's been uh, listings of the, what is it, eight hundred eight six eighty eighty six K. You know, the rumored fortieth anniversary part or whatever, and uh, that's actually uh, on the listings at least. It says it's a six-core part, not eight-core. <clears throat> oh, can hit five gigahertz. Huh. So, oh, I'm interested to see if that. Is in fact being announced at Computex, so maybe eight cores, and maybe, maybe the, both. That'd be the best of both worlds. Maybe the eighty eighty six K is the eight core, and the eighty eighty eight is the uh, oh. for any old school people who remember that. <laughs> but all right, we'll see. Oh, okay, uh, uh, over on uh, uh, Twitch, my good friend for a long time, Dimmer, uh, says he think that uh, Nvidia will come out uh, and. Uh, announce that they're selling graphics cards right now at MSRP. <laughs> I mean, they're already starting I'm to get there. <laughs> the prices have actually they, started coming down. 
They actually did that, like, what was it, two or three weeks ago. They made a big deal out of, hey, we have the shipments are in stock, and they put a, they photoshopped a picture of a sh- shipping ship with G-Force logos all over it, and then they sold <laughs> Founders Edition cards at MSRP for the two or three days that it lasted. Wow. Yeah. There's, so, there's that'd be great. Little... Yeah. If I would love if they announced price cuts, but it doesn't matter if they're not selling for that price on the street. <laughs> I don't think I don't even think that uh, comment was about price cuts, though. I think it was just about getting back to MSRP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cry inside. Yeah, sad state we're in. Elena, you're you're up next. I am up next, and I feel like I'm just gonna be regurgitating what you all said. So um, mostly, I think Intel's gonna announce something related to chips, right? I mean, we saw that uh, leaked stuff from that German supplier. So we know something's oh, coming. I, I didn't know about that, which I... No, no, like the one we talked about on the show like three, three oh. weeks ago, four oh, weeks right, ago. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, with all the motherboards and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So something's coming from them. And, you know, again, with the NVIDIA rumors, something may or may not happen, probably won't happen. Um, the one thing I would like to see, this is not a prediction, but the one thing I would like to see is maybe some news on uh, Ryzen 1800X successor. So maybe a 2800X. Mm-hmm. Some news about that would be really interesting, I think. They could bust that out, too. Yeah. Instead of they were, Ripper. They've been really quiet about it. And when um, they came on the show, you know, they're a little coy about that. So it, didn't, it seemed like they were trying to play it as they had no definitive plans yet. But that could be because they're going to have some kind of special reveal. Surprise. I don't know. There was a thread on Reddit yesterday saying, AMD, please make, you know, a 2800X when the 8086K comes out and call it the Black Edition. Bring back Black Edition. Have it super bend, super high performing, toe to toe. This morning, actually, Tech Report uh, posted an article they had found in ASRock motherboard compatibility list and some charts. A bunch of new Ryzen, second gen Ryzen chips that weren't announced yet. But 2800X was not one of them. Were they lower? lower Yeah, 2300X, 2500X, and then two chips, 2600E and 2700E. Mm. So Mm. I won't be surprised if they fluff out the line a bit more at Computex. Yep. They could they could do a twenty eight hundred X though, Computex. I mean that's a mm-hmm. possible, a, that's a good like, prediction. It's just it's not a prediction. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a it's a hope. It's a, yeah, she doesn't want to. That's why all these kind <laughs> of she doesn't want to be wrong. It's not a prediction, uh. but I think there will be a twenty eight hundred X. I'm just hoping for it. That's a prediction. All hoping right? for it is not well, the same as saying that I think it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You know what I hope? <laughs> I Technically, hope I wasn't wrong. <laughs> GeForce Now beta goes from closed to open or launches fully. That's what I hope. Didn't NVIDIA do something crazy, like just make it free? It is free. It's in closed beta. You have to apply. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then It'll get never be free. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping it goes open or they fully launch it. That'd be nice. I think open would be a better thing for most people, though, because while it's still in beta, they probably won't charge. But if they fully mm-hmm. launch it, they'll start charging. Yeah. And it won't be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows how expensive it'll be. But yeah. I mean, I want to see that progress along. I would love to see that. And... Computex seems like a great place for it. So it was E3, though. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, true, true. Yeah. So the other thing on my list that I have nothing definitive for, but I'm just excited for, is seeing whatever like crazy cases or other things come mm. out of the show. That's one of my favorite parts of the show. I'm I'm curious to see how how much more along the same lines where RGB can go that it's not yet. Because <laughs> it seems like it's everywhere. But like in the last couple of weeks, Team Group launched like an RGB SSD. 
And, you know, there's been some, like, RGB power supplies, uh, you know, water-cooled power supplies. I just... RG... I'm Texas great. It's wild, man. Wait, Make wait, an wait. RGB water-cooled power supply. In the spirit of bringing back things for nostalgia's sake, RGB optical drives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the clear case. <laughs> They're just adding components you don't need anymore just so you could have something to RGB. I mean, we already have sound cards, and those are still a thing. And they're RGB. <laughs> I mean, or, or it could be RGB um, expansion cards. So you want more USB ports? You can put some LEDs <laughs> on those. RGB NVMe drives. <laughs> you know, you can turn be... them blue to get USB 3.0 speeds. It would be neat to actually have a PCIe card that's just RGB. It's like, what's on there? Just RGB. Just, just, RGB. just LEDs. <laughs> really? Yeah. Look at the entire side. Like both sides, it would just be covered with LEDs, RGB, and just fires life that's all it does that oh, hard oh. slot it could be like a light bright or uh yeah so you can just like have it program it so it just has like different things on it yeah be oh that would be completely yeah, gratuitous you know we haven't gotten to the the programmable matrix displays yet i'm actually surprised that that could be the next next step put that remember the i power the the snowblind project snowblind now that was it's pretty awesome they they do sell it too they took apart basically a an led monitor and put it into a case window but, you know, I could see, you know, like the things you see at the deli. This is open. You know, the scrolling thing. <laughs> would you want that in your case? Or is that just kind of like we know? I think it would be hilarious. It looks like a check cashing place at that point. I think it would be hilarious. We, some, some, some other boards have that with very, very basic display outputs. They have little LEDs that say like temps and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. But I mean, like a full on, like you, you attach it to your window and it's, you know, it's just a grid matrix. And <laughs> Make good use of that tempered there. glass. Or you just uh, have a message. Moxel says you should, uh, you should get a, a disco ball that hangs from the, uh, the top fans so that it bounces all the RGBs in the case. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I could do that. <laughs> I, I'd go for that. That's if it's done right, you would have to have, you would have enough, uh, uh, mirrors on there. And you hit it, it could work. Yeah. And you hit it with an RGB not? light, and the yeah, light just kind of then shoots out of your case. RGB spotlight. Because the problem with RGB now, <laughs> it's all confined to the case. With the disco ball mounted in there and spinning and hit with a high enough intensity uh, light, flashlight, or light, it, it would then project those out of the case. Or you could, you know, the next thing to do is also have those laser projectors that people have up during Christmas <laughs> that, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to put lights up. I'm just going to spray my house with laser light. You could have that spraying out of your case. So, like, uh, everything. Uh, oh, it goes on the top of your case. So, like, it just, like, rains it down the sides. Oh, yeah, So, you have, like, yeah, a nice, yeah. like, pattern. See, that could work. <laughs> that, yeah, I could see that. I could honestly. <laughs> right? I mean, if the I outside of the case could change to whatever you want. I wish Razer had actually put out that projector that, like, extends your display beyond the displays. I think it was called Ariana. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. it put the picture of your games on the walls around you, but in lower resolution so that it, you know, it felt like you were playing on a whole wall. Yeah. They, they never shipped? I don't think so. Oh. It was a CES so. thing, right? Those, like, never shipped. Yeah. yeah. A trial balloon. I, that's... Talk about this crazy, fantastical stuff. Man, there's a couple of reasons why I always get excited about trade shows, like crazy stuff like this at trade shows, just because this is where I always see crazy stuff like this. But I actually get the feeling that this particular Computex might not be super heavy in terms of core component news, unlike past years, because, like, second-gen Ryzen's already out. Uh, Coffee Lake just came out. They just launched all the gaming H-series CPUs for laptops, 
if NVIDIA does announce a new graphics card, the mobile version's probably not going to land for months out. So I get the feeling that, you know, the core actual systems themselves, we might not see much new at this Computex. So I'm hoping that that gets picked up by wild and crazy stuff. Yeah. No, I can see that. I do. It could be we could get skunked, right? We are expecting cool stuff. But if we do get Elena's like laser light case thing, that could be pretty good. <laughs> well, Adam, did you uh, have any? What are your predictions? I'll just mention real quick uh, uh, KDB Cat on Twitch. Uh, great name. Uh, says, uh, you know, what, what about side panels with tiny RGBs embedded in it so you can program it to show off pixel images and messages? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so why not? Right. Yeah, that's yeah, why not? <laughs> Uh, it's like Project Snowblind, man. But just yeah. you know, like a basic, you could have you know system info. But I mean, the Project Snowblind is pretty awesome, it, but yeah, different. But yeah, one of the issues is it's if you think of their um, an LED your your LCD screen, they have to then create enough light to shine through that mm. LCD RGB light. And the thing is, you'd, you'd open up the side of the i by power case, and it would be like I don't know five thousand lumens. It was just like it would blind you because <laughs> they had to put out all that light just to, to make the LED, the, the LCD show up. So, and uh, actually using LEDs might be better. Uh, Enigmatastic uh, on Twitch saying the RGB isn't HDR yet. They'll announce HDR RGB. Oh, uh, yeah. right. oh, oh! Yeah. Are there monitors with RGB? There are, aren't there? <laughs> Yeah, what? there are monitors with there RGB. Are monitors with RGB, yeah. RGB yeah. right? Yeah, but just they project small things underneath. Yeah. But I don't think, yeah, you could have the back of it. Just have like it. a strip like outlining the border. <clears throat> How long is this going to last? Because I got to tell you, in PC fashion <laughs> sense, it does feel like we're at the end of grunge here and it's going to be over. I don't think it's going to end for a while. Not everybody can wear plaid all the time. And then, you know, one day it'll be like, what, what's up with the plaid, man? What do you Well, the thing is, is that prices are still are coming down now. So. Before, if you wanted to go with RGB, and I mean, some places it's still a premium, but like if you want to get RGB fans, they're not that much more expensive than standard fans really? now. Huh, nice. Yeah, like maybe a couple of bucks, depending on the type of huh. brand you're looking at, nice. brand and level of model. Nice. Uh, we do have some predictions from chat. Oh. Uh, yeah. There's uh, there's quite a, a few people that think there's going to be a 1060 Ti uh, <laughs> announced. Okay. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, and Not then, the lot I'm laughing at it, but I just don't think I that. Just, I love Brad's expression. <laughs> but, oh, here we go again. Not. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's people who are, are desperately wanting a Vega refresh. Uh, do you think Do you think it'll come? Yeah. Uh. That's Vega only came out a year ago, and at CES they said there's going to be Vega on seven nanometer, but it's for Radeon Instinct. It's for the data center. Mm -hmm. They specifically said that they didn't say anything about consumer graphics cards. They just relaunched the Radeon RX 500 series as the RX 500X series. For OEMs, I think between those two things, I, I don't expect to see new hardware from AMD in the near future, from Radeon at least. I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> people are people are excited for it. Yeah, although you I will be real interested to see what they do in response to NVIDIA when whenever NVIDIA does possibly launch next gen GeForce chips. Because if how low like because the RX 580 is still a great graphics card to use for 1080p gaming, especially if you oh, pair yeah. it with a FreeSync monitor. Now, I'd be curious to see if those prices drop when NVIDIA stuff does launch, even if there is no new Radeon hardware. And, you know, I, I was meaning to ask you, Brad, because I saw a um, John Petty report that said that AMD 
market share for GPUs actually went up quite a bit. And um, oh. looking at where NVIDIA was, I think they actually ate into NVIDIA's numbers last year. Oh. So, mm-hmm. so the trend yeah, they have they've been, been growing. Doing, they've been growing. So, and I, I think they're both, of course, making decent amounts of money. But I'm just mm-hmm. kind of wondering how long can they kind of run on Vega and uh, Polaris at this point? Or is this going to be, you think gamers are going to be like, I don't want that. That's like from 2016, you know? Well, fortunately, they have the new Radeon RX 500X series, yeah. which is an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, no, AMD has been eating into NVIDIA's market share even before the mining start. Obviously, Radeon cards are better for most mining applications, so they have been eaten into NVIDIA's share. Uh, at this point, I hope we hear about Navi maybe sometimes this year, and it launches sometimes next year. I, I don't have any expectations at this point. I hope to be wrong for AMD this year, but... We'll see. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, over on Twitch, uh, best best yule, best best way, best way. Uh, I always mess it up. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, "How about Intel's own discrete GPU? Do you think uh, any any word from in- Intel on Computex? I think it would be early for yeah, that. Yeah, it feels like it's too early. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they." Depending, I think the earliest they could start maybe teasing it would be the next CES in January. And even then, it wouldn't be a launch, I don't think. I think, it, yeah, I think it'd be, tease. look, here's what we got. <laughs> hey, look, we have something. Uh, yeah. And uh, Ruru2 on YouTube uh, saying, what if NVIDIA announces a price drop on G-Sync? <laughs> like... You NVIDIA know, doesn't charge for G-Sync. It, uh, the hard the monitor makers pay them. It's I don't think that's something they would ever do. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I mean, if they, they lower pay? their licensing fee, yeah. then that savings yeah. hopefully, hopefully would get passed on to consumers. They still have to buy I the module, too. So it, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I, they did, AMD and NVIDIA approach it from totally different angles. Like... NVIDIA does consider it like a premium gaming experience and they charge you more for it. And you know when you buy a G-Sync monitor that it's going to have, you know, they're all going to behave the same way mm. because they do certify it and run through everything. FreeSync is, this is great technology, let's get into the hands of as many people as possible. <laughs> but there are, like some of them have low frame rate compensation if you dip below the frequency range that FreeSync handles. Some of them don't, etc. It's just two different angles Two different approaches, and I don't necessarily think one is wrong or right, but I would love if G- GeForce GPUs also supported FreeSync. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that oh. would be nice, at least on the very low end, because oh. that's where a lot of the FreeSync monitors live in the lower end. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. I never thought about that. It'd be nice if you know, ten sixty and below supported FreeSync, because if they're like, hey, G Sync is premium anyway. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Oh, I, no, but it would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It would be nice. That's not going to happen until the day that people go, I'm buying my GPU to drive my monitor because I bought this, you know, $180 FreeSync panel and I want I want a matching variable refresh rate to go with it. But, you know, as, as much as AMD has done better, there's still, you know, 24, 23% of all GPUs sold. So it's not enough to really matter at this point, I don't think. Oh, I mean, for sure. But if we're just talking about wish lists and things oh, that yeah, we think sure. would be great for consumers. Not a, not a, not a <laughs> prediction, but a, a hopeful. No. <laughs> not quite in, the, in that vein, but close. It's like persistent and pervasive. I don't know. What, what is it? I, I can't tell the difference. 
okay. Well, holy smokes, are we done? Look, we're... We're, we're done with the topics, but I think we might have like four minutes for questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we do some questions? Do some questions. Uh, everybody uh, in the chat, this is your time to put in questions uh, and, your and time tag to shine. tag uh, me, the moder- moderator, and uh, we'll get those going. Uh, while those are, are starting to pile up, uh, which I'm sure there are, uh, I, I was going back and looking at last year's Computex, uh, the, the videos we did on YouTube, uh, you know, and it reminds me of that uh, that Dell Inspiron 27, the first Ryzen all-in-one. Uh, what whatever happened with that? Hey, what about those questions? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the um, you remember those uh, those M.2 drives, the Asus Hyper M.2 uh, that you were so excited about. Gordon? Yeah, those came out. It yeah. did actually ship, and you know Intel did actually reverse its policy on that on uh, the pricing. Yeah, there's no. They, they they ended up letting board makers, you know, basically supply the dongle that enabled the, um, God, I can't remember what it was called. It set everybody off, though. I can't remember. It tricked, yeah. as, as a kid hardware say today. Hardware DLC. <laughs> yeah. What? Hardware DLC. Yeah, hardware <laughs> DLC. It was one where you had to buy a key to unlock RAID 0 or RAID, oh, yeah. RAID 5, RAID yep, 10. Yep, yep. It was like support. $100, right? Yeah, and they were playing with different things, and obviously it blew up in their face. Um but in a not funny made of pie way. So it was, uh, uh, they ended up going backwards uh, saying, yeah, sure. You know, board makers can supply it. If you already have it, if you already have a Skylake X platform, then you could possibly buy the key from your vendor. It wasn't really, huh. I don't think enough people really cared mm. to make a difference, but it's, yeah. Cool well, stuff. Well, we do have some questions, uh, but there's one last thing. Uh, do you remember last year, Intel's tiny compute card? Uh, uh, yes. Whatever happened to that? Oh, the compute card. I don't yeah. know. It may have been shelved. They may have put it in that that they may have put it in a wooden crate and put it in that Indiana Jones zone. Um, because <laughs> that was yeah, we got a lot of attention on the on that video. That uh, that, that that was fun. You know, and that I will say, thing sparked a lot of debate. People, you know, people don't expect much, but last year Nvidia broke out with Max Q out of nowhere, right? Oh, true, yep. true. So, and that was, you know, it's still significant uh, GPU launch. Uh, you know, it's interesting, too, I because I, I have talked to them, because people will cynically say Max-Q is, Max-Q is just like, oh, it's like the very best chips that run at a, at the, at a higher performance with a certain amount of voltage. And so I, 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 I think I finally got an answer from them. And it was something that they've never really sort of answered before. But they're like, no, look, every single 1060 can is a max Q, right? Every single 1060 max Q is. It's not like it's we pick certain ones, only the best ones. It's basically every single thing can be a max Q part. So uh, if it meets the power criteria and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't know if there was an asterisk with that, Brad. But I think it, I, the impression I got was no. It is not true. These are just you know, it's a small subset of all the 1060 you know dies. It really is just every single one is a max Q. Is a max Q. So, all right. Uh, what are the questions? There, right, we got some great questions. Great questions. I'm gonna switch over here. Uh, first one is from uh a sis vn venia uh, uh on youtube uh i wonder what do you think about bulldozer fx series cpus what do you just general thoughts like reintroducing that uh, to fight off the 8086k uh, i mean he he, <laughs> he he adds i think the art- architecture was a failure so yeah yeah it was it was bulldozer was clearly a, it was a failure as much as you know 
I think, you know, I've even had AMD people said, yeah, that was clearly the wrong path to take. And they have changed their path with um, with the Zen. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great part. It didn't compete in in any stretch of the imagination <laughs> except for cost. I mean, it's a great low cost part. There's nothing wrong with it if it fits your cost budget. But, you know, when you have a, you know, eight core CPU that is outperformed by a 2600K, then you got problems in even in and there was, tasks. Even through the for launch of the first gen Ryzen, I think it's still Bulldozer still had a place. Like is a very low cost, affordable, you know, entry level chip. But I think at this point, when you can get like that Pentium that you just built that system with the other day, or spend a hundred bucks to get the Ryzen APU that's quad core and has mega graphics. I think these days you'd be much better off spending money on something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you mean you'd you yeah. You're saying you'd better you'd rather buy the Pentium over the, the yeah. Because yeah. you yeah. get newer chipsets and all that too. Yeah, it's tough. It's still, God, FX. It's hard to believe. It's still DDR3. It's uh, it's actually getting to the point where it's it's getting pricier by DDR3. I think yeah. at this point. So yeah, it was bulldozer. Yeah, if you you know, and it's it will not be going to the CPU Hall of Fame, right? It will not be. It'll be sitting there with the Pentium Four at the, like maybe the unveiling when they did, like when when yeah. Zen is is inducted into the CPU Hall of Fame. FX might be there because like the cousin, but it's gonna be invited hey as a guest. They're just gonna be drinking be going. at the bar. That's FX's closest part to getting to the CPU Hall of Fame will be as a relative of Zen when Zen is inducted in but, there. But but yeah. isn't it in the most powerful console ever made? Is it really? <laughs> uh, yeah, they run Jaguar cores in the. Yeah. Wow. They do. Now Xbox One X. Yeah. Yeah, it, that thing's creaky. <laughs> On the CPU side, it's creaky. Just saying. <laughs> there's certain things that go to no, the Hall of I, Fame. I'm not going to fight you on this one. Ain't going either. <laughs> not going to fight you on this one, Gordon. If you, that's an easy. That's an easy uh, thing for you to take yeah. a swing at. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> oh God, FX. I'm sorry. I I remember. <laughs> I was running because when I was doing the original Ryzen review, we were running. I had I had you know four systems built up. One of them because I wanted to see how FX would run, and I was running Ashes of the Singularity. You know we had them all running on thirty inch panels, and so you know Ryzen and and uh, and Core, you know like it's running as it was. And on the FX on the top end, like whatever ninety five, not the five gigahertz part. The best one I had. It was just like you could see it was just chugging. It was just chugging. And it was like, what the hell? This is just, it was just terrible. So, but, you know, what are you going to do for the money? What, what are you going to do? All right. Let's let's uh, let's keep uh, running through these rusties asking uh, any word on new Ryzen-based laptops. Uh, I think there's a bunch of commercial ones got announced. There's something Yeah, that they said a there. whole bunch are coming. And a whole bunch are coming, so expect more Ryzen-based laptops. I'm actually interested to see I just, how they do. I just got an email from Acer about new desktops and laptops that have Ryzen and uh, Vega and Polaris inside of them, including the uh, Helios 500, that new one that they just oh, announced. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, really? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, they're going to have a Ryzen version of that, I nice, believe. Nice. Well, just screen graphics? So it'll be like a, well, it'd have to be, but I'm just trying yeah. to think of, oh, that'll be interesting. It would be. It, what I'm most curious about is that the the rumors or word in the street is that the Ryzen laptops their battery life isn't quite as good, yeah. Which is why we've been seeing them in like uh, more of that mid tier or lower tier type right. machine, as opposed to your high end. 
Yeah, and I think in a gaming machine it might make more sense because battery life is yeah, never I mean, going to be great yeah. in a gaming laptop. Mm-hmm. So good point. Uh, all right, uh, Vignesh uh, on YouTube is asking: uh, Do you guys think that Intel's rumored upcoming eight-core will be too little, too late to the party, considering that AMD has closed the IPC gap? It's all about cost. If the eight-core comes in at a reasonable price, I I think it'll 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 be a good part. If high, they can hit cl- high enough clocks at the right price, it's still going to be a really good chip. So. And I mean, they can clock those things like crazy too if, if they, they can still clock the eight core one like crazy who knows because it's more cores i mean that could still be a really badass gaming chip yeah yep. and i think there's definitely a lot of public perception too because you know one of the amd has i think to the point where they're they've overcome the baggage of like our of their fx parts which is just not great so now people like they they sort of see Ryzen as this is this is not an alternative chip. But not, I think about it, I don't describe Ryzen as an alternative chip because that is that's a slight to Ryzen in a lot of ways. It's actually a good choice if you buy a Ryzen system. It's a good choice. It's not an alternative, so it's a good choice. Uh, I do think Intel does have to. Ha- they are to the point where if they go on much longer being at that core deficit. People are going to see AMD exactly one-to-one with them, not just nerds. So they do have to get something out sooner. I was just looking up my email, and yeah, the Predator Helios 500 is coming with a second-gen Ryzen 2700. So it sounds oh. like the desktop processor. Nice. Oh, uh, so like what I used With to. RX Vega and 144 hertz FreeSync display. So oh. Acer wow. just sent me that this morning. Huh. So it'll be big, beefy. Yep. Laptop, which honestly, who cares? You're still getting eight cores. Did you see that thing when they announced it last week or whatever? That's a big beefy laptop anyway. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's they announced it with uh, the new uh, Core i9 chip, and it's like an inch and a half thick or something. (laughs) (laughs) Chunky. T Swift one 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 over on Twitch is asking, can you guys talk about the X four ninety chipset expectations? Brad, you're up on the chipsets. Uh, I'm not up on that yet, so I cannot actually. I'm not sure. Well, I can tell you it'll be a hundred better. Than, <laughs> oh yes, yes, than, yeah, hundred better than Intel Z three ninety. Hundred better. Uh, speaking of uh, of more uh, more of the boards and chipsets and stuff, uh, Brandon over on YouTube is asking, uh, will there be new X three ninety nine motherboard for Threadripper? Yeah, I think they said they're going to end up spinning the chipset for that, so they're probably will be an updated chipset for it i'm well there was yeah go ahead brian there was for the mainstream ryzen platform so you would totally expect that they would want to get someone buying a new high-end motherboard platform to go with the new high-end threadripper parts do you think consumers are really caught up on the numbering thing like it, it almost feels like some of the amd chipsets they just simply did higher number to make people like oh well is Z270 better? Oh, we got Z370. It's 100 better, right? And is that working on consumers? Do people actually go like, it's it's 100 better and I'm going to buy it over I, somebody else's? If so, and they did do their research first, they'd be mad because it's not compatible with their chip. I don't know. I've seen some people say it might be because Ryzen was coming back for the first time in so long, so they were trying to say, hey, you know, X370 is comparable to... You know the similarly named Intel chipset to just draw a comparison lens, 
but it's just way too convoluted <laughs> in my opinion yeah it's a mess all right uh and that's the reason i didn't want to speculate on x490 because while i have read it i don't know the numbers off the top of my head and when you come to chipsets it's all about the specifications and i don't want to just start guessing those pulling those out of my hat um a couple more uh and then we have to really, really wrap it up run. here uh oh. tiger bait is asking will the dell xps 27 be refreshed it debuted last year are we talking about the all-in-one yes um don't know that's a question i have actually because i i know i uh put off the question but i <laughs> really would like to do a, a review of it but i've been kind of holding off because i wasn't sure they're going to refresh it with new parts or not so that's something i'm trying to find out um and the reason why i didn't actually get to put up the review last fall was because i had so many problems with my first unit which i don't really think was indicative of the actual unit it's just sometimes you get a bad unit it happens um but with all the timing in the fall and all the other stuff i had on my plate it just didn't end up working out uh, along those same lines, uh, Spectre on uh, YouTube is asking, uh, would the Intel Hades Canyon or Hades Nook still be interesting if it drops the AMD GPU? I'm not really sure. Like, uh, uh, add it with the, uh, what is it, KB like G? Or? Yeah. It has KB like G in there, but I'm not really sure what the question oh, is okay. driving at. Saying, like, would we give a damn if it wasn't KB like G, maybe? Well, I mean, the whole point of that that particular I forgot it was KB like G. Uh, like set of nooks is that they have those like interesting parts, right? So, I mean, I guess the answer is no, we wouldn't be as interested. But then at the same time, it wouldn't be Hades Canyon. Mm. Yeah, I certainly yeah. wouldn't care if it were Iris Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was interesting. Skull Canyon was interesting because that was the first time we'd seen integrated graphics do something like that. But in mm. this environment, no, it wouldn't be interesting anymore. Would we be excited if it were a uh, H part, so six core with a ten fifty inside? That's probably way too much. I mean, at that point, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but at that point, it's you know not different than say something that Zotac's putting out. Yeah, unless yeah. they manage to keep that form factor, then that would be interesting. I, you know, I that is you know bringing back a Computex point. I. I don't wonder, are we going to see more? Comp I There's only like, th it's insane, but there are three KB Lake systems in the world right now. Dell, HP, we've seen two of them. And there's, uh, uh, I think Chewy has one, right? Oh, do they? Yeah, it's a, it's a mini PC. It's not a laptop. Oh, yeah, they did. They messaged me about that. But um, we have that policy where we don't review things from Kickstarter. I mm -hmm. think that was a Kickstarter mm -hmm. uh, really? thing. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Whoops. Yeah. Wow. That's just crazy. That, that's just like... That is just no traction for KB Lake G. As much as it's yeah. a fantastic chip, it's a pretty amazing thing. But and I everybody just like, in the chat's loving it. What is up with the no KB Lake G's? You know, you wonder is there some kind of grand fast Do you think green we'll see conspiracy more or no? I got it. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I wish there would be some more because it's a really interesting part. I just I wonder if that whole you know shared package dynamic tuning thing is what's making it hard for you know vendors to adopt it. I don't know. I mean, uh, the interesting thing would be to see a gaming laptop with the hundred watt part in there. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. It's all right? the sixty five watt part, isn't it? Yeah, it's only mm -hmm. been sixty five watts, and you're getting up way closer to max Q ten sixty performance. Yeah. The thing is, that if you go with the hundred watt part, the the form factor you would be in at that point maybe is the reason why it's not worth it. It's just better to go with like true discrete at yeah. that point. And you give up six cores, so you're looking at Coffee Lake H versus your your KB Lake G part. So that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to give up two more cores. But 
I don't know. Maybe we'll see it. Hopefully we'll see, right? Yep. That's just crazy. I think we have Last to go, question. actually. We're done? Yes. Well, well one one more. One more. Okay. Uh, Cyberclue. Uh, just stick with me here. MX4 versus G-E-L-I-D G-C Extreme for cooling GPU when reapplying thermal paste, or what's your go-to thermal paste? I'm, I'm curious about this one. What do you what do you think about thermal paste? Anybody got their thermal paste preferences? Aquanaut seems to get a lot of um, love. You know, liquid thermal's Aquanaut. been around for a long time, so awesome stuff. But um, I'm not I'm not too picky. Uh, I know Steve over at Gamers Nexus has tested a bunch, and he really likes thermal grizzly. So hmm. I I and I do got I gotta say though, I mean, for most people, it's not gonna matter, right? I mean, yeah. your average person just. Uh, I honestly, I just have like four or five different little tubes of ones that I found with different coolers <laughs> laying around, and yeah. I use whatever's at hand. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, but if you're gonna delid and do all that stuff, then yeah, definitely. Yeah, do your research, which I, I don't know anything. I have not delid yeah. anything. Same. <laughs> yeah, I like my warranties. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we're gonna take us out because okay. we got yes, to go let's to do a it. meeting. Check back. Next, well, I will be in Computex, though. You so will. check back hopefully next week. We're going to see if we, I can stream from Computex. Yeah. For your fix of PC talk on the full nerd, for audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes and also leave us a review, a positive review or a negative review saying you don't like the shirt I'm wearing because you're a Cas fan. Also, <laughs> listen to us on Google Play or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. Adios. Elaine Yee. Bye, everyone. Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch. Stay tuned to PC World for Computex next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. And E3 after that. Yes. Yep. Yes. I'll be All there. the things. Yes. Bye. Bye.